don't know about you guys, but I am stacking Bitcoin. Stacking what? Bitcoin. I'm stacking sats, baby. What's this guy talking about? His uh, Bitcoin. All 1.3 of them. Uh, 1.5 actually. Are y'all messing with me? Do y'all not hear that beeping? Well, if you know, you know. All right, so how much Bitcoin do you have? Buddy, you don't want to know. A lot more than 1.5. Well, I had extra energy and he had these miners and we came together and we've been racking up big ever since. Damn, just like that, huh? Well, it's a little bit more complex than that. Well, me and him, we met at Empower last year. The only big mining event focused on energy. You're welcome to come with us. Yeah, just uh, don't be yourself. Is somebody gonna tell me what y'all are talking about? All right, guys, let's orange pill him. I got it, guys. Big I, 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 Hey, everybody, welcome to Chuck Yates Needs a Job, the podcast, Empower Edition. Power Edition. I like that. Bitcoin Empower Mining edition. edition. There we go. Bitcoin Mining, bro. You know, it was so cool. Uh, Lisa called me the other day and she was like, you know, I just met a guy from Korea who says he's into Bitcoin mining because Chuck Yates of Kanye Anderson is into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that story. <laughs> She knows how to play me if that's the <laughs> yeah. case. No, but uh, in all seriousness, I wanted to have Colin and Sydney on because we're doing our Empower Conference March 8th to the 9th, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks. And I just wanted, you know, I get a lot of questions about what is that? What, what's Bitcoin mining? Why are we thinking about it? So I figured we'd do a quick take here to bring everybody up to speed on it. So this is second year of Empower. Colin, what is Empower? Yeah, Empower is just a conference to bring together Bitcoin miners with energy companies. And so what we saw originally when we did Empower 2022 was that there was a disconnect in the market. You had all these Bitcoin miners around the world that were looking for cheap and reliable energy. And then you had energy companies, uh, specifically oil and gas companies that had flared gas or uh, renewable companies that had stranded renewable assets started hearing about Bitcoin mining and were really interested in it, but didn't know who to partner up with, didn't know um, who to buy equipment from. And so we brought both sides of that market together. Because, you know, kind of my evolution into Bitcoin mining was coming here, right? I mean, I didn't know crap about it uh, when I was at Kane. But the thing that I've seen out there in the energy business, it's gone from, you know, what the hell is Bitcoin mining to it's a fraud or, or whatever to huh? what is this about to now people are starting to get educated. And where I've come out as an ex-energy guy is you don't have to become a Bitcoin miner if you're an energy company, but you damn well better understand it and know what kind of tool you have there and make an edu- educated decision not to use it if you don't want to, because it does a lot of things for Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I liked that you used kind of in the early days of your understanding was, it was kind of like NGLs and stripping off liquids. It gave you another revenue stream. And I think that 
you know, to your point, if you're an energy company, you have to at least understand what your strategy is, especially if you're an oil and gas. This is getting baked into leases now. So you're going to start running across leases that mention Bitcoin mining and you don't want to be the person mm-hmm. out there that doesn't even know what Bitcoin mining is, right? And you don't want to be the person that takes a new lease that doesn't address Bitcoin mining possibly favorably to you. Because mm-hmm. five years from now, you may get, you know, I don't know, 20% less for that property because you can't Bitcoin mine off. Of yeah, it, that's, you know? a, that's a really fair point. And so I think that it's important to understand what's happening. And, you know, I think the other thing with Bitcoin mining, too, is that a lot of oil and gas guys, they don't understand Bitcoin per se or the Bitcoin protocol. And that's fine. But when you start showing them numbers of what you can make, you know, turning a molecule into electricity and converting that into hash rate, mining Bitcoin, that piques their interest. And they say, oh, I have the second option now. I can either send a molecule into the pipeline or I can mine Bitcoin. So I think that that's... Well, when you and I have looked at numbers, and I haven't looked at these in maybe six to nine months, so maybe there's an exception, but there's never been a time in the last 10 years where you didn't realize a higher price by mining Bitcoin versus just selling the natural gas. Now, I want to make an an important point. It doesn't mean that all during the last 10 years you should have been Bitcoin mining because at some points the equipment was so expensive that you may not have made payback. Yeah. But you always got a higher price for your gas. And so that's why you have to understand this because there are points when you can buy equipment really cheap and you're leaving a lot of money on the table if you're not at least looking at that. Yeah, I think that's a good point to understand is that the timing's never perfect. You have essentially three different elements that you have to be looking at. The price of the computers, which is your CapEx, the price of your uh, electricity or your fuel source. So, you know, natural gas, for example, over the last year we saw it skyrocket. So you lost your um, low gas prices. And then the price of the underlying commodity, which is... Bitcoin. And those three things never line up perfectly. But like, if you look at right now, right now, you have cheap computers, ASICs, the Bitcoin miners. You know, Chuck, when we did Empower last year, a ASIC computer, like an S19, it's like $12,000, $13,000. Now you can get them for like three grand. And so your CapEx is very low right now. Natural gas is very low right now. Bitcoin, you know, we don't have $60,000 Bitcoin, but we have $20,000 plus Bitcoin. So right now is actually a really interesting time because it looks like the best lineup of all three of those those things. But you look at Empower last year, it was crazy because yeah, it's, you know, $60,000 Bitcoin. There were guys that were taking molecules of gas off of a pipeline, you know, buying it for Paying a premium off the pipeline, you know, paying $3 in MCF or whatever, and then net getting net back $30 in MCF. And so it was a huge arbitrage. And so I think, you know, you look at it in oil and gas one, everyone agrees that it's a great option for mitigating flared gas or vented gas. And no one has a problem with that. Um, I think that if you're really looking at gas assets, having, the ability to either put a molecule in the pipeline or mine Bitcoin, depending on where you're going to make more money that day, that day is that adds some, some sort of premium to your asset and have an optionality. And then on the renewable side, 
you know, one, I always think it's funny that there's even such thing as stranded renewables, because why would you build it if you didn't have transmission in the first place? It's kind of like drilling oil assets if you don't have pipeline capacity to take it away. But even even that, you look at supply-demand mismatch, you know, renewable supply doesn't always match demand. And so if you can stick some computers out there or just regular servers, you know, GPUs out there to monetize um, the excess supply that you have, I mean, that's that's huge for being able to recover economic value from energy assets. Well, and it's huge for the Permian Basin, but it's also huge for the world. I mean, think Africa right now. Yeah, you know? we actually have um, a company that's going to be speaking at mm -hmm. Empower uh, Gridless Compute. Compute. Yeah, Gridless Compute. And they have this, uh, I can't remember if it's in Kenya or Nigeria, um, somewhere in Africa. They have this project and essentially, you know, these hydro facilities are getting built out for local villages, but the facilities put off way more, they create way more power than the village needs. And so the village ends up having to pay, you know, for that entire project, even though they're only using 10% of the power that it uh, puts out. And so you have companies like Gridless Compute that are going in there and putting in Bitcoin miners to buy that ex that excess energy. And it actually drives down the electricity price for the villagers. And so I think that that's amazing that you can enable these villages in Africa to have cheap and reliable electricity because you have this buyer now for that excess power that'll take, uh, take that and convert it into something of value. Well, and... I don't want to get too hokey about this, but I truly believe this. Um, the power that that is going to have on poverty in the world mm -hmm. and humanity to be able to provide cheap power to the rest of the world, as well as the ability to store your value and not have a government be able to come get it yeah. is huge. I mean, all these third world countries corruption is so incredibly big you build a small little business somebody gets swept into power and they come in and they just take your business away to be able to to convert things into bitcoin send it away and if you need to leave you can take it with you yeah i, mean, I remember talking to these bitcoin miners in venezuela and they had really favorable terms and electricity prices and power contracts but they're like yeah but if a new regime comes in they can just take all the money in our bank account and our business. And it's like, you don't have to deal with that in the United States. You have rule of that's law. That's insane. So, yeah, that's something that's hard for us to even. The libertarian and me, me and oil Phil Rando are sitting here going, we don't have rule of law in America, <laughs> but keep going. Well, Phil Rando, yeah, wouldn't but, agree with that. But, but you know, because so, so what we've talked about is, you know, power generation and building out the grid and balancing the grid, oil and gas companies, you uh, stranded gas, all of those type of things, realizing higher power for your natural gas prices. The other thing it's going to have a big impact on is finance. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, the real value in the Bitcoin network is the stuff that sits on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at Bitcoin as a protocol, just like the internet was built out through a series of protocols and you can start building second, third, fourth layer applications on top of that. And so, you know, the Bitcoin Lightning Network is one of my favorite ones. Uh, Chuck, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter because you've been busy running around the world and <laughs> living life, but um, there's this huge NFT craze happening on the Bitcoin network right now. And it's like very uh, divisive on uh, 
in the Bitcoin community, but you'll have all these applications that are built on top of the Bitcoin rails. And I think that that's, uh, you know, that's like we have, uh, I'm pretty sure looking in the agenda right now, um, I think Sonoda is going to be on one of the panels. Sonoda, the founders, they come from the energy industry. They worked at CNX up in uh, the Marcellus and then went and worked for utilities up in Ohio. And now they've built a platform for energy trading and price settlement that utilizes the Bitcoin Lightning Network to do that. And so, you know, you and I talk about instant settlement all the time throughout the energy industry. That's a massive use case and an application for Bitcoin. So I truly believe that energy prices in the United States are 20% higher than they should be just because of the inefficiencies of, you know, end of the month settlement, Mm -hmm. hosting margin, all this crazy thing, you know, risk of bankruptcy, all that sort of stuff. Imagine if you were immediately settling everyday payments. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we had small portfolio companies that would have to call extra equity just because the pipeline company wouldn't pay them for 90 days, you know? Exactly. So if we can, if we can get rid of that. So, and so I think, you know, what we want to do with empower is bring in speakers that can speak to all of those things. You know, the technicalities of Bitcoin mining, what the future applications of Bitcoin uh, bring and what the utility is in it. But then bringing energy people to the mix too to say, hey, what are you doing? And in, in yeah, because one of our speak keynotes is going to be Eric Mullins of yeah. Lime Rock, and he was in this situation about three years ago. And I think what he's going to say is, you know, we had this field, we we're making a lot of oil, we had some natural gas there, and we had to stop flaring. And the pipeline was, I'm making this up, but it was like 20 million to build a pipeline out. And they wound up studying Bitcoin mining and partnered with someone. So they just sell natural gas to yeah. Bitcoin miner, but they went through it all with them. Yeah. And Which he's going mean, to share that. And that's their strategy, right? And I yeah. mean, hey, we don't want to mine in-house, but we partner up with a miner and we'll sell gas to them. And it works out because the miner gets steady supply of gas at a probably, you know, fair market rate or below market rate. And Lime Rock's problem of flaring went away and they were able to recover some economic value of what would have been wasted otherwise. So got people like Eric Mullins, Giga Energy, uh, you know, some of my favorite people in the industry, old East Texas, I think third or fourth generation. <laughs> I was like family. this year, I was this year's old when I figured out they were Aggies and that's oh, yeah, where Giga, Giga Energy yeah. came from. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah. So um Birdie Mining's gonna be there. I think that they're one of the most exciting uh, you know, previous uh oil and gas, private equity-backed management teams now into Bitcoin mining. So you got a ton of oil and gas, energy density people um, that are now mining that will be there talking about it. You have Wayne Christian, uh, the current Texas Railroad Commissioner, is going to be there talking about everything Texas energy and how Bitcoin mining uh, plays a part into it. So I think, um, you know, you asked earlier, what is Empower? There's other Bitcoin conferences out there and couple of small Bitcoin mining conferences, but we're the only Bitcoin mining conference that focuses on energy and this uh, being energy infrastructure, because I believe wholeheartedly that Bitcoin mining is energy infrastructure now. And so, yeah, we don't 
get to go to Miami and have like the flashy <laughs> parties in Miami, like Bitcoin 2023. Yeah, what, what rapper are we having at this? DJ Jules, baby. And so that's really what sets us apart from other Bitcoin or crypto conferences is that we focus on the energy aspect. And we think that states like Texas, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Wyoming, Miami. Miami. We just made our our own state, Wyoming. That was like a Miami in Wyoming. (laughs) We're taking Miami to Wyoming. Um, Those are going to be the states that are the leaders for Bitcoin mining, both because they have an abundance of energy, but they also have the uh, regulatory framework to allow this to to happen. Whereas, you know, you go to some other states like New York that may have access to energy, but they don't allow you to access that energy and they don't allow Bitcoin mining either. So now now let's get to the good stuff uh, about this, but just a punchline on the, the how I would summarize what you just said is, Hey, this is for energy folks. Learn about Bitcoin mining. Um, the important thing, I think, is if you're an investment bank, if you're a law firm, if you're an accounting firm, your clients are going to be doing this. So you need to be versed in this. And quite frankly, you need to be an expert in it to advise your clients on it uh, yeah. because it's starting to pop up. Again, energy companies, you need to be versed on it. You don't have to go Bitcoin mine, but you do need to understand all the ramifications and what a tool it can be for you. And so yeah, that's kind of the plug on why you should come, but Sydney's going to drive it home. Where is <laughs> it? Where is it? Where is it going to be? So we're switching things up. Last year, if you were at Empower at Eighth Wonder, you probably got caught in the rain, uh, we gotta, that torrential downpour. We gotta tell this story because you can't yeah. just like gloss over that. <laughs> this, is, this is the awesome part of the story. But you know, we did the event, it was outside and we had this storm coming in and you could see the storm coming in, you know, like 36 hours out or whatever. And it's like, okay, it's going to hit the North side of Houston. We'll, we'll be all right. And then like 12 hours before it's like, no, it's going to hit Houston, but it's going to be on the North side of I-10 and we're on the South side of I-10. And then we wake up that morning at like five o'clock in the morning and you're like, no, this thing is it's coming. Yeah, it's going to hit us directly. And so then you rationalize, you're like, well, no one's going to show up right at nine o'clock, right? Like they're not going to show up right at nine. Everyone showed up at nine. And so registration line was like going down three blocks and this hurricane just hits us. And what's funny is we had all of these clear umbrellas. We had like 1200 clear umbrellas. The only reason that we had those umbrellas is because Twitter had a headquarter party at eighth wonder brewery in February of 2020. And they bought, like 1200 umbrellas just in case it rained and it didn't rain. And so they left all of these umbrellas here and we just had access to them. And so Twitter actually bailed us out and saved us there. But after that, you know, it was two hours of that. And then after that beautiful weather, and it was like kind of like a war story. Like I think only Bitcoiners and oil and gas people will sit there and just get pounded by rain and then stick around to laugh and talk about it. But with that said, you know, we had to really look at, how can we mitigate <laughs> rain risk? Because if it rained all two days, we would have been screwed. So yeah, um, found a new venue. We did. Sydney uh, crushed it on this, and so thanks. Yeah, tell us a little bit about about where we're seven one three. So if you haven't been over to the post, the post is right on the edge of downtown in I ten. It's an old post office that was completely renovated. So they've got 
offices, a food hall in the middle, tons of event space, the whole rooftop. Um, they call it the Skyline Skylawn. So it's all turf up there. They have a separate venue up there that we're using as well. But on the bottom right corner is 713. It is a shiny brand new concert hall run by Live Nation. So they are state-of-the-art sound, lights, system, just such an electric environment that I think that's what we were looking for. You know, I think we still love Eighth Wonder. We love the team over there. I know everyone is going to be a little sad to maybe not be out in the sun all day, but hey, you're not going to get sunburned. Um, but also, I'm not going to have every my single Delta one. Nine sodas. That's <laughs> what I'm kind of bummed about. Anyway, I'm sure we can find you one. My my panels might go a little quicker yeah. than they did uh, yeah. last year. But this place is like state-of-the-art it music is. hall. Super yeah. cool. So, so you know, YDC, the charity I'm on the board of, mm -hmm. and we do the roast every yeah. year for that you've been to. The other big fundraiser we do is called Bon Vivant. And basically, you get a table and then a Houston celebrity chef cooks dinner for you table side. It's a great event. Oh, we nice. did it. We did it. I want to go to that. Oh, it's awesome. We did it last year at 713. And so it was just, fun. It's an amazing venue. Oh, cool. So that'll be really cool. It is. And so it's definitely a different vibe, but in a way that I think is just leveled up and it's going to get us a little closer to where we want Empower to be, where we want eventually Fuse to be. We want to be known as these like state-of-the-art, high-level just experiences that you can't get anywhere else. And and as the degenerate alcoholic here at Digital <laughs> Wildcatters, tell me about getting VIP tickets and being able to sit uh, <laughs> stage side. Oh, it's side. so cool. So... Our VIP tickets, you know, usually come with free drinks all day, snacks, breakfast, lunch. The coolest thing that 713 has is on their mez mezzanine level where our VIPs will be, you can sit along the railing and you get cocktail waitress service. So you don't have to get up for drinks. You can scan a QR code, place a drink order, and a cocktail waitress will come and get your drink order you for push you. push a button. And they I come. think that I can't find the button. I have not found the button yet, oh. but I hear there's a button. <laughs> Here, there's a button. Hold on, audience. They're not telling me there's a button. They're like, don't tell Chuck. But. Chuck doesn't get to run up the alcohol bill. We keep, keep him yeah. down. We're the... putting Chuck's card down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're pretty excited about it because, you know, the whole reason that we wanted to do an event outside is because we didn't want to do them in convention centers. Mm -hmm. Like, George R. Brown, like, no hate on them, but just any convention, convention center is just really boring and stale. And we put so much thought into the atmosphere and taking away friction to where people can mm -hmm. actually make connections and have conversations and um, takes away the rigidness of yeah. the event. And so our first, that's why we did them outside. We're like, hey, we're gonna have like these festival style events. And we never thought that we'd be able to find a indoor venue that had the vibe that we wanted. And 713, um, the first time I walked in, it was like, this is, Fucking amazing. Yeah, we're going to do it here. So yeah. it's just it's that type of place. It's cool. So March 8th and 9th, mm -hmm. Houston, 713. Um, where do we go to get more information, speakers list, register? Yeah, everything's on Digital Wildcatters website. I think mm -hmm. the specific URL is digitalwildcatters.com backslash empower. empower. Yeah. And so if you go there um, or just go to digitalwildcatters.com and go to events, you can find the full agenda, um, find all the information. We have some recommended hotels on there. Um, you know, it's also during Sarah week, so it's just going to be high energy in the city. Um, lots of people from all around the world and energy 
will be in town. So it should be a pretty good time to, to say the least if you're in H-Town. Cool. Absolutely. All righty. Well, we'll see you guys there. Thank you.